0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some Kingdom conversation. Now, here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey, Pastor AJ. Hey, how are you? Good. There we go. And I can hear you, man got God. I need everybody to be able to hear you because that's how important you are. So let's do a fresh restart. Welcome to Christ Unveiling Purpose. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. LMJ, your host for today. And I want to start today with two thoughts. I'm going to give you two thoughts. One, Mike Burdock said in the assignment that we were all created to solve a problem. The question we ask ourselves today is, what's my problem to solve, right? And then Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. Woo! I don't know what that means for you, but when we say there is no vision and the people are unrestrained, that means there are people all over the place, right? All over the place. Yep. All over the place. But happy is he that keeps the law. And Paul said best. And was like, you need to, um, I don't regard myself as having had a hold of this. This is the one thing I know. <laughs> he said, this is the one thing that I do. I gotta put behind me what's behind me and press towards the Hi, Mark, so welcome to Cup Christ Unveiling Purpose. And what I take from these two quotes today is we gotta be people of vision. Like we need to be people of vision and vision will sustain us for a lifetime. And I think we forget about that often, like not goals, vision. It's okay to have goals, right? But then once you achieve the goal, what happens next james gall um one of my favorite writers says don't cast away your dream for it will create a great reward and with that being said guess what i'm about to introduce y'all to my guest for today which is pastor andre A.J. Jones, full <laughs> renowned sportscaster, sports director, actor, author, pastor, teacher, mentor, and definitely my friend, yeah. Pastor A.J. Jones. Welcome to Cup Unveiling Purpose. Will you say hi to the audience? I probably can go. Oh, my mom is on. Hey, mom. I, I always got to shout out the queen. Hey, mommy. You got to oh. do that. Always oh, got to shout out the Queen. Um, welcome to our show today. Will you say hello to our audience? We are Facebook Live, we are YouTube Live, and this will hit our podcast station over 14 stations a little bit later. So we want to welcome you, um, and we're so happy to be here with you today. I'm
1: extremely honored to be here because you know I absolutely love you. I love your passion for God's people, I love your passion for the ministry. I love how you love people, and to be a part of CUP is just a blessing beyond words, and I'm so grateful
0: to be here, so thank you for having me. No, thank you for being here. Oh my God, I sent you, we're going to do a little dialogue. Um, We started this out in something called the Dream Academy. Um, Where it is just my desire to, like everything in me wants to push people towards purpose. Um, My friends call me purpose pusher. Some of them will call me bully. I don't care. But I know that God has placed a dream in each and every one of us. And I think often life clouds us and keeps us from reaching that dream. Situations happen, divorces, babies are born. Um, We do things out of the trajectory of when we. We probably think we're supposed to do. And so sometimes those things can come in and confuse us and rob us of our dreams. So one of the things that I feel like God has put me as a mandate on this earth is to take back our dreams, to put you into purpose and to remind you how important you are to this world. So we've been on this series, reading a book by Mark Batterson, and we are in the sixth chapter and in this chapter he talks about inches right and for me inches is being about being in the right place at the right time right inches is being in the right place at the right time and so God is strategic about putting places how did I meet you this is for me that's an example of inches how Mm -hmm. did we cross each other's page um, you know what? I think that you were you were doing a broadcast, and
1: I stumbled onto the broadcast. Okay, and, and I was I was blown away. I was it was uh it was one of the copies and conversations.
0: Okay, and let
1: me tell you something. I was I was I was spiritually hooked from there. I was like, oh yeah, I need to feed right here. And then we started communicating, and the rest is as they say, history.
0: Yeah, and then I think you asked me to preach for you, right? I and sure you- did. I sure did. Me, that's the example of we are inches. You are just a couple inches away and that could be good or bad. I remember one time in my life when I was living vicariously through somebody else. I don't know who that person was. Um, We were driving and some of my friends and I were driving reckless and I spent out. I'm just going to be honest. And when I spent out, I know the divine, like I know the divine side of God because when I spent out I bypassed a truck within seconds within minutes within inches i don't even know if my mom knows the story and the truck did not hit me had the truck hit me and took my life like within inches there will be no coffee and conversations today right so i believe what batterson says in the book that there's no coincidence Everything is all providence, right? Everything is divine. And we're going to talk a little bit about more like that. I want you to share with us um, if life is a game of inches and two inches can change your directory trajectory, what does that mean to you?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's very profound. One of the many things that I do, I do um, anger management um, counseling for young people and older people that have been court-ordered to get their anger under some kind of control or else they can't go back to their job or they can't go back to their freedoms and liberties. They can't see their children. One of the things that the Lord gave me as a revelation is it takes seconds, not minutes, not hours, not weeks, months, years. It takes seconds to change your life. So if you take, like inches, about seven seconds to just before you respond or before you react or before you curse or before you grab or hit or whatever, that seven seconds can change everything to the positive for you. But baby, if you don't take those seven seconds and you let flesh and you let anger and you let pride and you let, you know, just all those things that want to control us, if you let those respond first, then those seven seconds to change your life negative. So inches, inches, inches. You are this close to everything you want. All oh. you got to do is just hang in there and wait on God to show you the right way or the right thing to say or even the right thing to think because our mind, the Lord gave me two words. I'm sorry, I'm going to do this. Oh, two words for this season. He said, be focused and faithful like never before. Be
0: more focused and more Say that one more time. You said the Lord gave you two words for this season. Focus." And faithful. That is the second time I've heard that. Someone else told me the same thing that the Lord gave them two words for this season to focus and be in faith, right? So this is just further confirmation. Come on, Pastor AJ. Oh my gosh.
1: So, so, so a lot of times when we're talking inches, we'll focus on the miles that we've come, we'll focus on the journey that you've come. You've already overcome that. So now you're inches away from where you've been dreaming about, crying about, praying about being. Why mess it up? Because of what you've already overcome. Maybe you're closer than you think you are. So those inches, those inches literally mean everything. Wait on the Lord for those last couple of inches.
0: That's so powerful. Those two inches can change. So I want to ask you another question, right? I told you. I told you we are big. This whole point of Christ unveiling purpose is to demonstrate and show you that you could live on purpose in multiple ways. And one of the significant things that I like about you is you are not um, in a box, right? You are not a pastor living in this box of what a pastor. Um, when I read your um, when I read your bio, and it was like fulfilling a dream. As a sports director, I'm like, wait a minute, pastoring, but fulfilling a dream, right? As a sports director, tell me what living on purpose means to you. I mean, think about it. God gave
1: us this life and Jesus said, and I gave gave it to you more abundantly. That doesn't mean I have to live it in a lane or live it in a box that somebody else created. It was already created by God. He's infinite. So there are so many ways that he can bless us with the life that he's given us. And I don't know about me. I've just always been an inquisitive young man. My question was always why. And if my mom asked, answered that why, then I, then I might ask the next one, why not? And, yeah. and, and I've just always lived my, my, my life this way. My dad was a big sports fan. I became a sports fan through him. But he would never let me go up to someone and get an interview unless I knew something about that person. And I grew up before the internet, so I had to get a newspaper and read the stats, and I had to, you know, figure out the the averages and the percentages and all those different things. So what I would do is I would learn sports from a mathematical standpoint.
0: Okay. And I've
1: always loved it. I've always been able to compute things in my head and what have you. So in 2005, when my radio station approached me about the opportunity to be the sports director, watch this, for gospel radio stations, I okay. sat back and I said, God, you are somebody. Ain't nobody do me like Jesus. Who else would allow me to do what I'm passionate about, sports, at a place that I'm passionate about being in it, a place where they lift up the name of Jesus? So that's what I've been doing since 2005. So living life on purpose means living it to the fullness that God allows you as opposed to what other people say your life should be.
0: And I think that's so big. I don't think... There are many of us that recognize. My mom says I was the same ways growing growing up, always asking why, (laughs) why, like why I got to do that. My Judah J is like that. My kids are very inquisitive, and I think asking those big questions pull us outside the box and keep us from being in the position of becoming numb to the spirit. Right, the Word of God grounds us. Right, it's timeless, but it's the Holy Spirit that powers us right. and causes ourselves to blow to the next big divine appointment or moment. Right. Yep. Yep. I think I think what you're saying is it's it's and then taking God outside that box, taking out the God. You may have had a dream in you that has been in you forever and a day and somebody else may have accomplished this dream this one particular way. That does not mean this is the way that you accomplish this dream, right? That does not mean. Sometimes we can have um, even prophetic dreams and because we don't understand interpretation, we'll start looking for what's in the natural, right? Right. right. But when we're living on purpose, then we're living into the fullness. So I wanna ask you another question. Um, When did you know you were different?
1: Wow. Probably That's probably funny. before.
0: When did you realize you were different?
1: Yeah, I, I, I do. I have to say it was when I was very young. First of all, I had an older I have an older sister. We're one year apart.
0: Okay. And
1: she did not want me. <laughs> she did not want me. She told me on a regular <laughs> basis that my mom and my daddy were gonna take me back to wherever they got me from. And she would literally tell me, you know, you were adopted. The police dropped you off. We found you somewhere in the trash can. But what she did not realize, and I told her recently, by her doing that, it made me realize that it was okay to be different. Because I would say, oh well, and I would say so, and I would say, I, you know, I'm not. You are. You know, kind of thing. So I, I learned how to be okay. Being different in in an early stage. So when I grew up, and I didn't do things the way other kids did, I didn't have the clothes that they had. I didn't have the gym shoes that they had. I I wore big thick black glasses with white tape on the side and all that. I was I was so okay with being who I was. I could play well by myself. I could create my own games. I was a kid. Just give me the box. I don't care what's on the inside of it. I can make something out of the box. So. When 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 I grew up in that kind of environment, as I grow, you know, got older, those uh, peer pressure situations—they didn't bother me. I was okay being different. When I got to college, I didn't have to, you know, run with the folks that were doing all these other things because I was okay being different. And then I finally hit a place in my life where God showed me that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're peculiar. You're chosen. I didn't make you to fit in. I made you to stand out. And, and listen, I, I I just accepted that. I've embraced that. And I don't mind living like that.
0: Because I, I this is the thing that I think we miss when we try to fit status quo or when we try to live according to how other people define our success, right? We know without a doubt that comparison is dangerous. Yeah. God never created us to compare our life to anyone else because we are fearfully and wonderfully made, because we are so unique in our own perspective, right? God never created us. I think we have to pause ourselves and understand the uniqueness of how we are created is for the assignment. Remember, the very first thing I said in the beginning is there's an assignment, there's a problem to solve. I think that we need to know that our uniqueness, I will tell you something. I tell people all the time, I have an extrovert, charismatic call in my life, but I'm the nerdiest Person ever in my room. Um, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books. One, two, three, four, five, five books on my table now. That I read a chapter from each book. That is where I am most comfortable. Right. That is where I am most comfortable. But very early on, my mother was so so strategic in putting me in place and putting me other things so that I could get exposure and experience, making me do the announcements at church. Um, I taught Sunday school when I was, you know, six, and 17 little kids. It was grooming me for my purpose. The things that were... Um, what I would consider to be not regular, were adding to my assignment. Right. So all the animation, all the theater, I went to school first on a theater and drama scholarship, all the theater just adds to my craft to yes. be able to, to speak, right? I didn't understand it all then, but it was adding all up to the big picture, right? Yes. With who yes. we are and who God is calling us if, if who God is calling us to be. Oh, my gosh. So I got a couple more questions and I do not run. I want to run out of time. Um, if there was anything else that you could be doing right now, what would it be?
1: Hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I uh, live a very extrovert life, but I'm an introvert at heart. I want to be at home with my kids or my grands or my dog or, 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 or on a horse somewhere. So if if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I'd probably be a rancher or a cowboy, or something like that. I'd have a lot of land. I'd have a bunch of barns. I'd have animals running around like great.
0: I love animals. I love big animals That are on top of that. So that's probably what I'd be doing. Well, go ahead and get a ranch, and I'll send you to Jay down there because <laughs> he loves animals, and he can hang out with Pastor Uncle Andre in the summer you know doing his animals and hanging out but i think that's big as well because i think that that teaches us not to compound ourselves in such a place in a way that we miss more opportunities to dream out loud we always have to be in a position to dream out loud. so i want to give you i want to give you this as well and then we're going to close in just a second and I hope our viewers and listeners are gleaming and taking notes. They know how I feel about to- notes. One of the things Mark Batterson also says in the book is a divine appointment is always inches away. Yep. If you ignore the prompting, you're going to miss the miracle. Yep. If you yep. know what he said, he said, if you be sensitive to the prompting, you're going to get the miracle. Tell me me what that means to you.
1: Well, it it means to me that our steps are truly ordered by God. And there are times when we feel like we got to do this to make it happen. We got to do that to make it happen. And one of the things that God is impressing upon my heart is to trust him, to trust that he has every single detail under control. So therefore, I don't have to stress about God fulfilling his promises. I used to be a part of a, of a group called the Gospel Music Workshop of America. Yes. And I'll never forget going to Tampa, Florida with a hit list. I had several people that I wanted to talk to. And God literally gave me the list. And I was like, Lord, I'm not going to be able to talk to this person. I'm not going to be able to talk to this I'm not going to be able to talk to this. And he said, okay, let me show you something. He put me at a table at the bottom of an escalator. And don't you know that everybody on that hit list came down that escalator or went up that escalator, and I was sitting right where he positioned me to be to be able to talk to everyone that he gave me on that list. Inches, inches. I would have been running around out of position if I had done it my way. But because I literally trusted God with what seemed like it did not make sense, I was right exactly where I needed to be. Translate that into life itself. I don't have all the answers. God does. Guess what? I'm going to keep looking to him like Ezekiel did. Lord, only you know. Only you know. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? I'll follow you more focused and faithfully than I ever
0: have before. And that translates to those opportunities that we try to network for. hmm mm-hmm. And that we also determine by our net worth. And what I mean by those is we think we're only qualified to experience those based on our level of success, based on our degrees, based on our experiences. When God is the person that says, I'm the potter, (laughs) right? You're the clay. I determine your worth. I determine if you're worthy enough, right? see yeah. this and that that's that's big we're only inches away we're only i always say if you think you're missing it and nothing and miraculous has happened turn this way because you may be missing what you need because okay. you're not turned this way right you're not turned in the you're not turned in the right direction okay i have one more um question for you and then we've got to close this segment okay. out a few minutes. um you could encourage someone who is not living in their purpose or living on purpose what would you tell them to do differently
1: I would tell them to change their focus
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I would tell them to change their focus and the reason why I would say that to them is because just because you've been through that just because you've chosen that doesn't mean that that defines you and a lot of folks will even want to come out of the situation or want to get over a circumstance, but they feel like they, I've I've done too much wrong, or this, you know, something that I I, I can't seem to let go of. But, But guess what? God is a God who loves you for who you are, not for what you've done. And he can help you change the done part into doing. So listen, keep living. Don't make a permanent decision over a temporary situation. And change your focus. If I focus on all the problems, guess what I'm going to see? All the problems. But there is a small victory in every day for you. Every day you take a breath, that's a small victory. Every day that you get up, that's a small victory. Every day that you can move out from where you are to somewhere else, that's a small victory. And if you can do that, guess what? You can move to something better. You can move to something something that will not define you negatively, but will celebrate you positively. So that's what I would tell them. Just, just keep living. Change your focus
0: and watch how God will affect you. And he will. He will do things exceedingly abundantly above all. Um, You said something in that sentence that I just want to come back and pull on for just a second. You said not let that one moment define us, right? And often failure will define where we are or something will not work. And I do not believe, I do not even teach my sons failure. I was talking to Josiah today. We do not fail. We learn things, yes. right? Yep. 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 As being in counseling and pastoring, I know you've seen this time and time again. What gets us stuck in a failure mode? What are some of the things that you think uh, think keep us in a position, in a place where we focus more on failure than we focus on opportunity?
1: This right here. This right here. If I think that I failed, then guess what? I'm going to walk like I failed. I'm going to talk like I failed. I'm going to look like I failed. I'm going to act like I failed. And then I'm already doing the the, the the heavy work. I'm already weighing myself down with my thoughts. And then somebody will come on with an opinion. Well, you sure messed that up. That's that, okay. That's your opinion. You know, I tried it. You know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the positive in the middle of the negative because I don't stay in my negative. So yeah. this right here is 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 something that we've got to get better control over. And God has given us ways to do that. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Everything with prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Make my request known to Him, and then a peace beyond all understanding will guard this and this through christ jesus i'm trusting him on that like never before if you said that then god i'm giving you my thoughts i'm giving you my worries i'm giving you my fear if i keep my mind stayed on him lord what are you saying about not what they say what do you say about what do you say i can do how do you say i should come out of this when i put my mind on that then he says he'll keep me in a perfect peace i don't have the answer i don't have the solution but guess what i got peace
0: yes and fear, false evidence appearing real, I live by that, right, asking myself, "Is this fear really real, and yeah. if God did not give me the spirit of fear, right He yeah. yeah. with a with power, love, and a sound mind, right oh, then. I'm not even to entertain this fear because I know that this fear is coming from the accuser of the brethren. Oh my gosh, we are out of time. I cannot believe these 30 minutes went so fast. Pastor AJ, you are a wealth you are a resource, you are a um, clear evidence of a man of God living on purpose. I think when we are called to ministry, sometimes people confuse with the fact as if it's us, like we want to point you to us. We're not trying to point you to us. We want to point you to Christ because He's the only purpose, he's the only place that you're gonna discover and that you're gonna find your purpose and that you begin to understand who you really are. Because over the years, like like you were talking about the newspaper, I'm there too, right? Like over the years, and I love telling my age because I feel like God has been so good to me. Like <laughs> 48, two years prior to that, the Lord has started speaking to me and saying, you are layered. He told me actually, according to my pastor, you are layered according to however many years you are, right? So it let me in a position to start doing the work on myself, not realizing how many layers have impacted us of negativity, of um, compulsive behavior, of all these different things to keep us from reaching purpose. And so I began to deconstruct what i thought right was yeah. god and push myself into his presence so he could reconstruct and really show me who i really i really am which is what happens when christ unveils our purpose instead of us unveiling purpose ourselves i need to tell you thank you for filling our cup <laughs>
1: thank, you.
0: thank you for being here with us I'm definitely going to have you back. This is not the last time that I need to have you here because I need to tap into some of these other areas, especially when God takes us on a journey to get more specific according to purpose, right? You're in media. Um, somebody else who's in media needs to tap into your wisdom so that they understand. And as we become elders, because, you know, once we hit 50, we elders, you'll become elders. When you hit 50, right? Then we're supposed to pour into those. So thank you for coming and filling our cup to all of you that have joined us today and to all of you that will join us later on. um, We are grateful and honored to be here to speak into your life. Join us next week where my girl Tamika Hall will be here talking to us about living life on purpose. And may you find every you need and the God that created you, because he's the only one that's going to reveal the truth. We'll see you next week. Love, peace. blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.